this one was just meant to be more about where are we going? You know, where's Acton kind of headed? What's sort of new and exciting? What do we want to, you know, let the audience know about, so to speak? I like um, the idea of, um, I think this is kind of where you're taking the company anyways, is some of the positioning around the larger, more enterprise, yeah. whether it's directly associated with migrating the Marketo or Aliqua folks, but even then just you have the platform and the tool to support large and even complex environments. I just, we've talked about this at length, but I feel like the legacy of Acton has always been the smaller sort of more SMB. So I was thinking some of your track might be around that kind of area and focus. I definitely think that's it. Wing It Podcast, GooseDigital.com, episode 78? 77. 77. Who do we have? Kevin Butler, Chris O'Neill, and Greg Ames with Acton. Michael Turksani. Greg, welcome. welcome. Thank welcome. you. It's Thanks. great to be here with you. Yeah, it's awesome having you in uh, sunny Toronto. Mm -hmm. <laughs> made all made the trip all the way up from, although we were talking before, you came up from Portland, but not really to Toronto because you're kind of skirting around the edges. Actually, I came from Northern California, but... Oh, did we, you? We did skirt around the edges. I do spend a lot of time in Portland where we're headquartered, but yeah, I'm, I'm in Northern California. There you go. I think I brought the weather with me. It's nice out here today. I know. You did. It's, it's hard. It's, uh, when we were coming in, it was around 15 or 16, clear. I was like, this is, this is beautiful weather today. Yeah, for us Americans, how do you do the, the calculus to get to, to Fahrenheit? I, I, I don't know. So it's 32 plus up. 15 times 2 roughly, and that gets you to your There's Fahrenheit. There's some science in there. Yeah. Something yeah. Like that. There's a, there's some math that I failed in 15 school. is good though. Yeah. 15 yeah. is a good, good, good number. Uh, so welcome. Thank you. Um, why don't you give us a little brief intro, who you are, what you do? Sure. Greg Ames. Yeah. So I've uh, been in the MarTech space for, for a while, um, longer than I care to admit, but a uh, <laughs> little over a year here with Acton as the chief commercial officer. So I have the uh, honor and privilege to, to look after our marketing teams and our our sales and revenue and account management teams, and so we're uh, you know we're a small independent marketing automation software provider, um, you know in a highly competitive space. And um, you know prior to to here, I you know spent about six years with Marketo, which a lot of folks know probably who are watching this podcast hopefully, and uh, excited to be at Acton and excited to be back in the space working with clients in the demand gen yeah. and marketing arena. And, helping them drive value and, and accomplish goals and reach outcomes. Awesome. Well, we're, we're happy to have you. I think we've been partnered now with Acton potentially like I don't know, seven years. It's maybe? over seven. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And um, really exciting stuff that, that you and the team are bringing to the table and we're, we're really glad to be a part of it and happy to have this sort of workshop session today to kind of, learn how we can help accelerate growth and um, bring more value to our clients at the end of the day. Um, thinking about where you're headed, I think that's what we wanted to sort of bring to our audience and to our customer base. Um, I know that there's probably a, a few areas we want to talk about, but why don't we start with kind of where's Acton going right now? Where do we see the investments? Do you, somebody like yourself and the new team coming in? Yeah, I guess let me, you know, the types of customers we're looking at, um, you know, the, the the best place that Acton can kind of add a lot of value really quickly. Mm -hmm. Can we touch a little bit on that? Sure. So, I mean, Acton has been 
around for, for quite some time. And I think the brand is a little bit misunderstood, frankly, Yeah. in the market uh, versus who we really are and, and, and what our customer base represents. And so almost half of our revenue comes from midsize and enterprise organizations. And mm. so we have a tremendous uh, customer set of, of great big brand name logo companies. Um, and, and, and we can certainly riff on that here in a bit. But most, most of the folks in the market tend to, I think, pigeonhole us into small mm-hmm. business or small and medium business versus mm-hmm. mid-market and enterprise, despite half our revenue coming from those segments. And I also think that most really view us as being more email-centric and email-heavy, where the reality is when you look at a comparative analysis of all the different platforms that are available in the market, we all pretty much do the same darn thing. And, um, and we think at Acton, we're, we're advantaged in terms of how we do some of those things uh, that make it more efficient, more cost-effective for the for the customers that we have, and for the companies that are potentially struggling with their current platform and looking for an alternative. And so, uh, for a few years there, to be specific, you know, the company did pull back a little bit, um, and and may have fallen off of some people's radar. And um, you know, the good news is, as we went through this kind of transformation period, starting around 2018. Uh, we were able to achieve, you know, profitability and and sustainability as an independent company, whereas most of the others have been acquired mm-hmm. and rolled into larger organizations, which which has an impact on their roadmap and on their customers certainly. Uh, and we took another round of funding back in 2021, right. with the express intent to really begin to invest more heavily into mm-hmm. our product and product roadmap direction, and to amp up and ramp up the uh, investment in sales and marketing efforts to drive more growth, uh, you know, through really coming out of last year, a lot of R&D investment, and now in 2022 and into 2023, a lot more sales and marketing investment to begin growing the business in a, in a healthy and sustainable way. Yeah, chime in. I think it's really exciting. Um, one of the questions I had on, on the focus that you have moving forward, I'm wondering, is there any particular verticals, industries, or maybe even use cases you see act on going, pivoting out of just email into sort of more broad marketing and marketing automation? Yeah, so, you know, being a little bit smaller, certainly, than our peer competitors, focus is a really important concept for us as an organization and, and as a business. And, and I think there was an element of any dollar was a good dollar at Acton over the past few years, and, and that's great if you have a huge plethora of salespeople and SDRs and other stuff to go to market with. Uh, we have plenty of resource, and we've got a really, really solid team, um, but, but we still need to bring a little bit more focus to the table. And so when you look at co- companies that have really successfully leveraged Acton and you look at the market in terms of industries where there's really good opportunity, we break it down into kind of two categories. We've got what we consider to be our graduators that are organizations that are still using an email service provider mm-hmm. and are mm-hmm. looking to become more advanced or more sophisticated in terms of harnessing the power that marketing automation can bring to an organization. And then we have a, a second group, which are called the disenfranchised. And these are folks that have already bought the dream mm-hmm. from a Marketo or an <laughs> Eloquor or what have you. And it's become their nightmare, and and they're sitting here really struggling uh, with that type of technology and the myriad of other adjacent technologies that they've likely implemented around that that Marketo or Eloqua um, centerpiece at the table in the Martech stack, and, and they're looking for relief, and we, we want to be that that place of relief for them in terms of providing a robust, scalable, but economically more friendly platform for the take advantage of. 
And so we, we see those two folks. And then when you really break it down further, you know, manufacturers have complex issues often mm-hmm. around their dealer network and how they distribute their, their products and solutions. Um, and so we're really heavily focused in the manufacturing arena. Uh, we spend a lot of time, which is relevant to you guys, in the financial service and insurance area and have had quite a bit of success in, in that particular in both the FinServe, credit unions and others, mm-hmm. um, as well as insurance, you know, whether it be the, the carrier or the regional brokers um, that, are, that are managing the different lines that are being sold. And we've also, in just general business services, um, is a very strong area for us. And finally, high tech, believe it or not, we have quite a few high tech customers that think logic in the market says, oh, I'm going to put in HubSpot or I'm going to put in Marketo. Right. But, but we're a great alternative for high tech organizations that are looking to scale and grow. And so we focus on those um, pretty heavily as well. Yeah, one of the things that I think is is really, really great about this messaging is, you know, what we're hearing right now from the larger platform companies is there's there's slowdowns in, in sort of, you know, purchasing um, uh, timing. So, it, you know, mm-hmm. those cycles, those sales cycles are so long, being able to come to, to the marketplace and, and reduce that time to value uh, and making that message really super clear is going to, is going to, you know, I think it's going to, re- you know, resonate with a lot of people that have sort of observed how, how much time it takes to kind of get a platform up and running to your point about some of these more complex uh, and, and more difficult to get lift off right. uh, platforms. <clears throat> well, and I think the disenfranchised group is a, is a, a, a great one because the graduators run the risk of going there, right? They run the risk of actually becoming that same group. But when we're talking to that disenfranchised group, they really can, they already understand the pain. They already have gone through. And I think we should build on that a little bit about, Mm -hmm. you know, the complexity that can come into some of these other systems and the, the enterprise or the, the mid enterprise where there are other platforms that you need to contend with in addition to your marketing automation system. And, you know, they already are kind of there, right? So then you, you show them a system like Acton where, you know, well, the things that you're trying to do, we can actually do much more efficiently in a system like this, get it off the ground, change the way you're kind of thinking about things and sort of solve all their use cases and manage it um, to your point less efficiently. I think that's a great win, right? And it's trying to get those graduators to avoid the pitfalls of kind of going into that that realm. And I think part of what I will, I think there's a platform thing and I want to keep this about Acton, but I also think we we're talking about before the podcast earlier was this trend that sort of, I would say over the last five years really has gotten kind of a, a, a big trend in like the MarTech, what would you call them? Like the, the team, like the marketing operations team and those um, types of resources that have built these empires that have really kind of developed themselves as like the gurus of these platforms. And they're not, I think what you said, Greg, like, you know, they're not really focused on, well, how are these systems developing outcomes for the business? You know, they're not just a tool or a, you know, a tech piece of technology that you guys can do things with and, and you're wiring up the next program that's going to trigger off of X, Y, and Z. Like actually the work you're doing is meant to drive value for the company, but there's been this role hy- justification. Yeah. Role yeah. justification is hyperactive growth in terms of like, I'm, I'm the Marketo guru and I'm not to sort of be, you know, c- contended with sort of thing. And they've kind of lost their way into sort mm-hmm. of like, well, what are we all here to do at the end of the day, which is grow the business. Right. I also think there's some level of, um, what do you want to call it, technology or existing spend justification where, well, we have all these tools that we've brought on. I wouldn't want to look like a fool and say I didn't have a plan. So I've got this really complex data 
system going on through like four different platforms and yeah it kind of works and it does some cool stuff but to your point it's not actually aligned to an outcome that supports growth yeah we see that a lot yeah so i think you know if anything um this is where i think what you're saying the the disenfranchised group has just sort of got to the point where they're like do we even need all this stuff like how did we get here right yeah, and I, and I think everyone takes their own path to where they ultimately end up. Mm-hmm. And and in many respects, I believe, especially the earlier adopters of, of marketing automation, that was really the first big spend area mm. in their business. And I believe Eloqua and Marketo to an extent, and I par- I'm partially responsible or guilty because I was at Marketo at the time, <laughs> you know, in selling this is going to be transformational for your business. And it was mm-hmm. transformational for your business. You know, if, you, if you're a CMO or a VP of demand gen at your, your company and you've implemented this technology, all of a sudden attribution reporting, mm-hmm. you know, visibility into marketing spend, delivering revenue became a reality if you implemented the programs correctly, yeah. which was really great. It's also really risky too because now all of a sudden we can measure your spend mm-hmm. and your performance. Yeah. And what we've seen is, you know, companies like Outreach and Sales Loft and Zoom mm-hmm. Info and Demand Base and Sixth Sense and, and Terminus and others who have come in and, and become adjacent technologies that are part of your tech stack, which goes to your marketing operations comment, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden that team has grown substantially mm-hmm. because they have a myriad of technologies that they need to piece together and stitch together to be able to to support the growth targets that the CMO now has to sign up for, going back to their initial, I can I can get a seat at the revenue table concept yes. and demonstrate my performance. And they have to keep performance. And and I have sales and marketing in my responsibility. And and sales, you know, is similar to to marketing now. We we have measurements and KPIs that we're driving toward. On sales, it's usually you know efficiency of rep, quota on the street, headcount, things of that nature. For marketing, it's now inbound, outbound, data, ABM, et cetera. And in a sense, it's diminished on some levels the importance of just having the Marketo or the Eloqor or even the Acton solution as the centerpiece of that technology set. And you've got to manage all of these other things. And the problem is there's a relative value typically in, mm-hmm. in, you know, in Marketo land or in the marketing automation land, the relative value of your marketing platform to your CRM, which is the integrated workflow you're looking to f- you know, support from top of the funnel to bottom of the funnel and then recycle it back through cross-sell, upsell, and customer engagement. Yep. You know, typically, Salesforce.com or Microsoft Dynamics or whatever your CRM is commands a premium compared to the marketing platform, and these others yep. you know, are a little bit below that. And what we're trying to do at Acton is is be real. You know, mm-hmm. we know that most businesses are going to require these other technologies. It's it's just a fact, especially for the mid market and enterprise, where they're a little bit more resource plentiful, and they have bigger growth targets that they need to hit. You're going to adopt these other technologies. Doesn't mean you can throw your marketing automation platform in the trash and not do it. It's a requirement that you have a marketing automation platform, but you don't need one that costs an arm and a leg and takes 50% of your headcount mm-hmm. to support. There are better alternatives out there, and that's where Acton really comes into play for these mid-sized and small enterprise and enterprise companies is we can come in at a lower price point with a heck of a lot less FTE and resource to support it 
and deliver the same or better results. And, and that's something that the market needs to understand and know is that there are alternatives that are out there. Mm-hmm. And, and we're quite content to realize that we're focused only on marketing automation. Right. And we're continuing to innovate specifically for that persona and that business user. Whereas, you know, the other competitors have all been swooped up by bigger companies or pivoted their strategies. They're a bit more distracted, frankly, than, than we are, where we just have that exclusive focus on, on that role. I like, I like that comment. I think typically what you see in maturing tech verticals is one of two things. Either something comes up pretty quick and is snapped up and acquired and put onto something else, or, or companies will take big investment and then start to platform themselves. If you look at Zoom Info versus a year ago, they've got mm-hmm. like three or four different hubs or, or clouds or whatever it's called. And before you know it, it's like the uh, the span of all of the things it can do is so wide, but the focus isn't there. So the depth and functionality isn't there or no one knows how to actually use it. It's just these pieces floating around. And what I like about ActOn to your comment on focus and even independence to a degree is you're just trying to be really good at this one thing. And you've got this deep feature set that continues to evolve and all the platform investment goes into that one core focus rather than, well, we've got a service cloud and we've got a sales and marketing cloud and a customer cloud. And it's just, how do you actually support that? So I think the ability to get really good at it and continue to make the investment in act on um, actually profitable from a business perspective. And like, that's a worthwhile thing to do and get really good at it and have it be a crucial part of your growth plan. To me, that's, that's really appealing. I think it, I think it's great. And I think we're well positioned as a result of that independence. I will say we, we do need to play nice in the sandbox. So Zoom Info, sure. right across the river from us in mm-hmm. Vancouver, um, great partner. We, we we're a customer of theirs. They are, they're actually a customer of ours. Powerful technology yeah, too. Yeah, and the data that they source to us is really important on a myriad of levels, um, from the intent data that they have to just the raw data in terms of building out a contact record to appropriately score that and put that in mm-hmm. the right automated program or nurture track. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we work very closely with them, and, and we want to play nice in the sandbox because we're, we're pragmatic. We understand we're not the end-all, be-all. And I think, you know, the challenge that these disenfranchised folks have is, that, you know, they did go in hook, line, and sinker, and, and they're basically sitting there going like, okay, now I've got 18 other technologies I'm stitching together, and my budget is bloated beyond belief. My headcount has grown substantially, and I'm struggling to keep pace in terms of generating the demand to support the revenue uh, to drive the growth that our business is looking to achieve, you know, how do I get out of this mess that I've created? And, and, and we're looking to be a relief valve there and, and help them get out of that mm-hmm. and redirect their resources to more strategic initiatives versus tinkering with systems and tools. And I think, you know, on <clears throat> the strategic component but, that we touched on before the podcast where, you know, you have a lot of marketing operations staff, there's a lot of tools now that are in place and almost that strategy, that strategic implementation of, of all of this stuff relative to the outcome you're trying to create almost gets lost in, in a way because some of those individuals are not, they're not as attached to, okay, how are we gonna do this strategically? It's more, they're more, okay, I know how to stitch all the pieces together, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and where, when we think about growth and the growth marketing platform concept, what what I look at is many organizations are still either, you know, starting to really amp up their value proposition from a market and, and trying to really get traction in terms of moving their pipeline and growing their pipeline. 
so they need a lot more agility and i think you brought that up earlier you know how do we how do we be more agile with our platform usage right or they've got these larger targets to your point you know it's like well we're a larger organization and by by very nature our our um our our target's going to be a lot bigger so when i look at even when when our experience using some of the other systems that are you're kind of hamstrung a little bit i think what that that really means to me is that we can get two or three times the amount of usage out of a product like Acton. And when I say usage, it's like our ability to iterate through campaigns, our ability to test new messaging, our ability to, oh, you know what, that that's not going as well as we thought, let's immediately pivot. And in two days, you kind of have another angle that you can go on, which we know because we're, we've made a huge investment in Zoom Info as of the beginning of the, or at the end of last year. Mm-hmm or huge strategy that we're, that we're putting in relative to the size of our business. We're spending a lot of money to, to, uh, to go outbound. And we can see that because, you know, Acton is our, our under, even though we, you know, we support all the systems, Acton's our underpinning system and it allows us to have that agility to say, oh, that just didn't work out. Let's, let's do another different type of setup or how we're gonna score, how we're gonna do this, how we're gonna do that. And I, I think that's kind of lost on teams is that they're actually not moving fast enough for a CMO that's really trying to drive growth you know, it's not one or two or five things. It's like, we need to be doing 15 things and we need to be iterating a lot faster than, we, than we've ever had before and understanding the data and moving forward. So I think to me, that's when I think of, we're not just trying to save you some pennies here. It's mm-hmm. like, it actually has a huge, you know, uh, exponential impact on your business of your ability to, to, to iterate fast enough and, and do, do the work that we're trying to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. And, and when I talk to folks, about you know if you buy an erp system as an example you're going to set up your chart of accounts you're going to shove it in the corner and seven to ten years later maybe you'll tinker with it you buy a crm annually maybe quarterly you're going to make territory adjustments price book adjustments things of that nature Mm -hmm. but in a marketing platform it's more of a treadmill dynamic where you're constantly on that treadmill working yeah because you're doing new content you're innovating new programs you're entering new geographies or regions. You're doing new product introductions. You're doing partnerships. You're doing all kinds of different things. In addition to, you're doing webinars. You're doing email. You're doing SMS. You're doing field events now that we're kind of coming out of COVID. And so that dynamic is just way more fluid than any of the other traditional yeah. kind of That's core really, Those are really good analogies, yeah. That, that companies operate. And what's happened, I think, the bridge between sales and marketing is really what marketing automation, taking the top of funnel lead or name acquisition strategies, developing and nurturing and observing what they're doing and how they're interacting to make them sales ready is a core premise of what we're doing. And every organization's culture is different. Some are are really aligned from a sales and marketing perspective, where others, that bridge needs to be established and needs to be built. Mm -hmm. And we recognize that. You guys recognize that as a services partner. That's part of what you guys help facilitate is awareness on where they are and how do we connect the dots between sales and marketing. But I think there's a degree, especially in these larger organizations, where they have lost their way a little bit. And it now becomes the annual marketing plan. Mm. And we're (laughs) going to stick to the script. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I, you know, as a sales leader and a marketing leader, I, I'm constantly tinkering with Casey, my, my SVP of marketing. How do we do this? How do we add this into the mix? Right. And whether you keep a reserve of 20 or 25% of your resource held back, 
to go in and do spur of the moment things that need to get done or, or what, but we can't, we can't think in, in annual. No, um, but with some it's of almost these, a regression in a yeah, way. And some, but I think, you know, to, to your point earlier with the complexity that's introduced by some of the platforms and some of it's, you know, brought on by the team, but there is a reality, like, cause we see it in terms mm -hmm. of the amount of workload that goes into some of the other systems where, it's harder to pivot like it really is like if you come to the team and say hey you know what we're going to throw that out because it didn't work as well as we thought but we're, we have a great idea let's go do that so we're kind of chop we're, we're kind of just uh swapping something out like we're no longer going to run and so don't maintain that anymore but we're going to go put this piece in so maintain that so resource wise we're not really we're sort of flat but what we're being asked to do is swap something and you know it's not insignificant if you if you're if you're kind of working with a beast of a technology and you haven't thought about how you're going to make that type of so i think it's it's to your point that's they have lost their way and well, we've talked a lot about this on the podcast just marketers yep. generally oh, yeah. you know they're they're doing things for things sake and not really thinking about how they're impacting the business and it's just it's just an evolution you know it's just a maturity of how this area and sales and marketing i think coming together is really going to support that where they're kind of pulling in the same direction and they understand, well, yeah, together we're actually trying to, to move the business forward. That's a big piece of making this evolution, I think. I think Greg's description of um, the journey Acton's gone through over the last few years kind of speaks to what's going on and the expectations of what a business needs to go yeah. through, right? Definitely. Yeah. Um, how are we doing? Time-wise. Okay, so we're, let's, let's um, what else do we want to add in, guys? Well, the only thing I was going to say was uh, um, in in sort of the early days, and you call the early days of marketing automation, yeah. like the early teens, maybe. I mean, maybe that's, you know, it was a technical, like a, it was a technical conversation. You know, mm -hmm. is this something that we can fit in? Because like IT had the big pants at the table, and that was like a very important factor. And I think one of the things that, that Acton has been very, um, you know, sort of leading the pack in is ability to kind of, interact and, and technically kind of like the technical conversation has always been a really comfortable one for 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 act on mm -hmm. now that you've got you know more people at the table this the the cycle of uh you know satisfying sales marketing tech everybody at the table it's a different conversation now and the conversation that um, you know that, that uh, greg and the team are looking to have is really more about that that larger picture as opposed like while they can still get that checkbox in terms of the you know the technical capabilities on data being able to you know play nice in the sandbox as he says about the um uh you know the other techs and everything really the conversation has to get out of that it and more into that um the mode of how does everything really work together and that's the you know i think that's a changed conversation i think uh, um it's a it's a different one that's i think driven a lot of the change that greg has uh, has has driven over at uh, over at acton yeah we're we're definitely i think as we kind of come out of this with the investment that we've taken, uh, you know, adapting or evolving our awareness of, of the MarTech landscape and where we where we play and where we fit. Mm -hmm. Partners play a key role. We're going to spend some time, not me, but some other folks on the Acton team, spend some time with you guys talking about that. But that that's a critical concept in, in mm -hmm. our go-to-market direction. And it's something that I think we got a little insularly focused over the mm -hmm. past few years. And we really need to expand kind of the view and our perspective on how we see that universe. 
and be it tech partners, be it SI partners, uh, be it agency partners, they all have a good place and an opportunity at Acton to perform and grow with us. And, and, and we want their help and, and hopefully we can bring the help that they need as well to make that a reality. One final thought too is, you know, yeah. these, these big, you know, Marketo and even HubSpot to an extent, you know, they, they're very, very good products. They're, and they're very good technology sets. Um, and, and we are too. Um, mm-hmm. But they, I think what's missing is the, you know, the thought leadership that they produced and helped drive that kind of created the MarTech uh, transformation and really made it a category is great. But I think the spigot's been turned off a little bit mm-hmm. or they've pivoted and are a little bit distracted. And I think MarTech and, and marketing automation in particular is really well understood in the market. Uh, but we're going through a transformation as it's become more commoditized. And really what we're striving to do at Acton is take a very robust, scalable platform that can do complex things, but make those things accomplishable in a more simplistic way where some of these other technologies have become really arduous to own, operate, and manage. And so we're kind of trying to stay core to our roots on creating a great user experience, providing powerful capabilities, but not requiring a PhD to be able to go and do it. And, and for companies that are struggling with that or that are looking to take that next step on their journey, we really feel uh, we can come together as the provider of the technology with partners like Goose and or other partners in our ecosystem and, and help them achieve success very quickly and very swiftly. And that's what we're looking to try to do in the market right now. Yeah, and that's why I think the dis- the disenfranchised group that you mentioned is so interesting and in then building a path for the graduators to, to better understand those elements because once you're in that mess, or that's not even a mess, once, once you have more context of what it takes to do some of this stuff and you can ask the questions like we can, you can the light bulb really turns on. You're like, oh, you can do that? And, that, and that's that straightforward. And that might be a, a simple thing of how to leverage a, a data point that, that it, that's in Acton and you know you can do it through a basic maintenance plan and here's some things that, that are in your system. But if you're not there, you don't really know that, right? So you're, you're at a 500 foot level looking at, oh, marketing automation. And it's not until a year or two down the road where you're like, oh man, if I had known that when I'm doing all this kind of stuff, managing my, my downloads and all this kind of stuff, it's like, you know, 10 times simpler on this type on this side. So there's some, probably some, you know, things that we could actually work on as a group to sort of educate a little bit around those, those, those Mm -hmm. graduators. So they don't get in that situation. But I know for me, I'm always surprised when I ask these guys about, well, can't you just do that in X system? Isn't that, isn't that a thing? Uh, it kind of is, but it's this and that and it's five steps. And you're like, really? Cause it tells me that like, to your point, Chris, like whoever built, like the guys that built act on, you know, in the early days, like they really understood this stuff, right? They're like, we're not doing it that way. Like we're going to make it so that it makes sense. Oh, okay. You know, like they're engineers that actually did things that, and to your point, it's like an evolution and it's hard. Cause I used to have a, a software company prior to goose and, depending on when you got on that train, you, the, you know, the, the, the people you had and the tech stacks that were available at the time 
also sort of dictates where you're ending up to your point 15 years later or x number of years later How right many lessons have been learned in yeah there's category. technical debt there's yeah. things that you just it's hard to go back and change right but certainly I've, I've we've had a lot of those uh really great light bulb moments with with acton so yeah well thanks greg no it's a pleasure being with you guys thanks for joining you're us. a great partner it's very nice of you to have us up here and lovely toronto and uh we look forward to a productive day so thank you for awesome. having me on the podcast thank great. you thank you